Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, what is up, my peoples, and welcome to this month's reflection episode. Uh, June 2022. This was hands down one of the most powerful months of evolution and personal growth that I've ever had a chance to experience in the four to five years of me choosing to go inward. Just such a powerful month of really actually leveling up. Like I I truly felt like I leveled up in so many ways. I had some incredibly powerful healing experiences with some very gifted mentors who really just shined the mirror up and helped me see how powerful I am, helped me step out of my own way and truly actually own the the gifts that we all are innately born with to be the creators in our lives and to step up powerfully and to not look at life as this thing that's happening to us, but take radical ownership and responsibility for everything that's showing up, no matter how amazing or how awful. And it's an empowering and inspiring episode with a lot of lessons, a lot of shifts for me personally, and um, and a lot of gratitude for all of you. My gosh, like, you know, I, I go back through old monthly reflection episodes, just, it just shows me how much you can grow when you actually begin to pay attention to the right things when you're, and, and all of you have shown up and given me this platform to look at myself. And I'm so grateful. I, <laughs> It means the world when I hear your, when I receive messages from you guys, it means the world when you share how much the reflection episodes in particular are giving you hope on your own journeys and, and inspiring you to, to have the hard conversations and to, to ask more of yourself and to forgive yourself and others. My gosh, I just, I'm so grateful. So thank you all for being here. Thank you all for being with me alongside for the journey up until this point, because I truly feel like this month was a massive turning point for me in my own journey. And I can't wait for all of you to hear about it. I can't wait for all of you to take your own lessons. I can't wait for all of you to realize just how powerful you actually are, just how much power you have. I know the world is crazy right now. I know there's fears of a recession and there's just so much stuff happening and there's never been a more important time to remember how powerful you are and to truly connect with that. And I'm here cheering you on. I love you. And I love, just, I love you guys so much and, um, just so grateful. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for 
giving the podcast your attention in a world where everybody is fighting for your attention. I certainly do not take that for granted. And if anything that I've said on the podcast has landed for you, please leave me a review, shoot me a message. Just let me know. I love hearing from you guys and it just lights me up. So I'm done babbling because you're going to get to hear me babble for a whole hour. And with that being said, without further ado, here is the amazing Georgina and myself. Enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everyone? And welcome to this month's Reflection episode, June 2022. The most growth-fueled, powerful month spiritually, emotionally of my life, I would say. Like, biggest level ups, hands down. And I uh, just can't wait to unpack it all with you. Georgina, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. I'm very, very excited about this conversation. Just set some big intentions there about the growth you've been experiencing. So I'm excited to dive into it all. Yeah, it's, um, I think the biggest growth in general comes from when I relinquish what my mind thinks is possible and I start to play, not play from the mind, but play from the soul, like the, the very expansive nature of spirituality and energetics. Like, and, and when I say that, I know I sound super kind of woo, but I think mm-hmm. what inspired my month really was hanging out with Steve Little. You know, Steve Little, really, I don't know if you guys remember in my last monthly reflection, I talked about how much he triggered me actually, talking about the energetics of business. And the guy has had six multi seven, eight, nine figure exits. Like, you know, playing at that level, playing that big and stepping back and being like, oh, it's not anything I'm doing. It's actually everything I'm being. It's the energetics. It's the slowness. It's like me listening to the whispers and the voices and the level of ownership he was taking over his power as a creator in that conversation was very, very, very triggering for me. Because when I started the month, I was in a, honestly, like just feeling like a lot of things were going wrong. Like business things were going left and wrong. Like relationship stuff with Gina, we were starting to have conversations that were just triggering each other. And we were just, there was just so many things that were just, I was feeling like this victim. And that was really uncomfortable for me. And honestly, it was what I was used to doing. And subconsciously, I didn't realize that. Subconsciously, I didn't realize that I was actually choosing the story of, oh my God, poor me. Oh my God, this thing's happening. Oh my God, I can't believe it again. Instead of choosing a different story. And I didn't realize that it's because I had subconscious, energetic, just ties to that story. Like, like I I had these deep ties to wanting things to be different that weren't serving me. And so started out the month really stepping into that. And I think that set the stage for the month. Like, I think I realized after four years of personal development that I'm done being a victim to my circumstances. I'm done playing this sad story in my head that I deserve more or that people should just love me forever if I'm not showing up fully or that I'm just done. And I think as a society, most of our suffering comes from us believing that 
we deserve anything other than we have than what we have in front of us. We keep thinking, oh, I've paid my dues. I deserve to have this. Or I did all this for you. I deserve to be loved by this. Like, those are all stories, not the truth of what you're experiencing in the moment, because what you're experiencing in the moment is the only truth that matters. That was my journey this month of doing the work, having the journeys, experiencing the energetic up-leveling, and clearing my own beliefs about myself, clearing my own beliefs about the way the world is supposed to be and stepping into my power as a, as a creator and really actually owning my power that if I want something, I have to show up differently. And it is in the way that I show up every single day that actually creates the reality that I want, not in me paying my dues. I'm curious to know what you said about letting go of the victim and this energetic uplift and stepping into this new space. Is it as simple as just saying, okay, I'm not going to be the victim anymore? Like, is it as simple as just changing that story? Or you know, what, what were some of the mechanics behind that and some of the, the decisions you had to make and some of the things you shifted inside you that have enabled you to know you're in this new creative space? The question I was asking at the beginning of the month was, God, I have all these things fucking up for me right now. The question I had to be open to exploring is, is there something that I am subconsciously creating right now without my conscious awareness that is actually calling in and creating all of this chaos? So it wasn't looking at like, oh, it's there's a recession on the a looming recession on the way. Oh, it wasn't looking at like anything outside. It was actually going inward and saying, is there something it wasn't calling other people and be like, hey, are you having trouble too? Like it wasn't looking for ways to validate something right. happening to me. It was mm-hmm. me taking an incredible level of ownership for what I was experiencing, mm-hmm. which is very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So talk us through that experience. How did you do that? Did you journal? Was it writing? Was it speaking with people? Like what was that process? I just had this intuitive hit after a lot of work that like, I don't know, maybe I was just ready to ask that question. Like, I felt like I wanted to start looking at things from an energetic level and my mind was getting in the way. My mind was like, that doesn't make sense, man. Like your energy's fine. You're doing great. Like, no, like I had to look at my energy and how is my subconscious. And when I say energy, it's like your, it's like your resonance. Like you can only meet, like, I know it's like this, again, it doesn't even sound crazy anymore because I know it to be true, but so within, so without. Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. chaos inside there's chaos outside and sometimes you don't really consciously know what that chaos looks like because it's not coming from the conscious mind it's coming from the unconscious and steve talked a lot about the ho'oponopono meditation and how powerful it is because you actually don't even need to know what you're clearing you're just clearing right and so that was a big part of my realization was that so one i had to go in know that okay maybe there's something i don't know And from there, speak to people who can actually speak that language to me. So I I met with some spiritual mentors and spiritual healers, first being a friend of mine, a guy named Kyle Brown. He was on my podcast and he does some incredible energy clearing. And the way he thinks is really big. Like he does the work to really step into that quantum level and be like, all right, let's actually look at this from an energetic standpoint. I think what I realized is like things can happen really fast when you're not playing from here. Like I've had overnight things just show up because 
I believe that to be true. Like I believe that I can create that. Right. But you have to actually be in alignment with those belief systems. Otherwise you're going to think I have to work really hard to get what I want. Yeah. If you have that belief system that I have to work really hard to get what I want, then that's exactly what you're going to create. You're going to create a hardworking lifestyle, which will get you what you want. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I think flipping that. And so I had to meet people that could help me. And so Kyle was one of them. And then I had just one of the most powerful experiences with Amy Albright. She was on my podcast. And that's one of my favorite parts about having a podcast, by the way. I get to meet some incredible healers that, you know, you guys listen to the conversations that I have on the show, but the conversations I have with them outside of of recorded mic are about this kind of stuff. Like, how can we step into the highest versions of our authentic expression? How can we remove our limitations and the belief systems and the stories that stop us from truly actually owning our power? Because our power is that we are powerful creators. We can have anything we want. And it's not a recession that's going to stop you. It's it's you getting in your own way and not taking daily action in accordance with the aligned vision that you have for your life. It's you not listening to your intuition. It's you not slowing down enough and clearing out your traumas and your beliefs and your stories that stop you from actually believing you are absolutely powerful. And I thought I'd done a lot of conscious work to remove that, but I didn't. There was so much more unconscious belief systems, entitlement, attachment. You know, I felt very attached to this idea that like I've paid my dues already. Hardship shouldn't be happening to me. That was an unconscious belief system. You can see how fueled as well by you know the society we live in that's almost that we're told aren't we you do this and then at some point you're gonna get this this idea that you're owed your dues like or in relationship like oh i've paid i've done so much for you Mm -hmm. that's the past are you showing up fully today and that's a question only you can answer for yourself and I, i think that's the discomfort it's like are you showing up fully today That's it. That's actually all that matters. And what is stopping you from showing up absolutely fully and swinging for the fences and being your most vibrant self today? What is the noise that's stopping you? The story that's keeping you stuck? The depression that you're choosing in a lot of ways. And I'm saying that from my perspective. Like I, when I feel myself going into this depressed, anxious energy, I am actually choosing that reality instead of doing and taking the necessary steps, asking for help and clearing those units of pain and those stories and learning how to do that. There are skill sets you can learn to move energy through your body and shift into a more empowered state, shift into a more empowered way of executing. But you have to be willing to go there and do that and ask for help and be willing to take a radical level of responsibility over the reality you are experiencing. And that was a choice I made this month. If I don't have the business success I want right now because of whatever circumstances, doesn't matter if they're algorithm changes or supply chain issues or investors not, whatever it is, right? Whatever story I have, it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. How am I showing up today to create the reality I want? If the outcome I want isn't happening, okay, what's the next set of outcomes I can create? How can I be resourceful, adaptive, shifting? And that's what I really crave for my life. I want to be in that level of responsibility and power because I feel like suffering is a choice. 
pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. Can you talk a bit more on that? Because if there's anyone listening now who feels they're suffering and like, well, this, I'm not choosing this, like, because that's quite challenging, isn't it? So can you talk some more about like, the spiritual piece, the spiritual meaning behind this notion that we get to choose our circumstances and, and we're choosing what we're experiencing? So when we remember that we are sad, you can take the necessary actions to not be sad. I think most people get caught in the feeling and the story. Oh my God, things are hard, things are hard, things are hard. But when you remember that you have the ability to take actions or choose another set of stories to be happy, you can start to take the actions to pull yourself out of it. So if you can choose to do that, it also shows to say that you can do the opposite. Mm -hmm. You can be in a state of happiness and choose to be there and then all of a sudden be pulled into sadness. So do you see how both directions are very valid from a stance of choice? Like you can choose either direction. Nothing is happening to you. It's not like you have this event in life and then that, oh my God, like this event happened. Now I'm sad. Like this event happened. Your response to the thing happening is sadness. And most people aren't aware. Awareness is key, right? Awareness is consciousness, everything. Like once you are aware of the fact that you have the ability to respond to an, a set of challenges from a different lens, that's what's different, right? Like, so I still allow sadness and fear and that depression knowing that that's part of the human experience, but I want to shift quicker into those empowered states because I know that staying in wallowing is not actually taking me anywhere closer to the dream life that I want. Wallowing about things and making things and wanting things to be better or different or anything other than they are is not actually creating the empowering story that I can live fully and take the actions to be better. And I think what you just said there is that that's a really important distinction. Yes, we're not saying you can't be sad or feel these more challenging emotions, but it's a different thing to feel it and then move through it than to sit in it and wallow in it and think this is the experience that you need to be stuck with. And what I love about what you're saying is this piece of actually you have control, you have power over your life because you are the creator of your experiences because you get to choose your perspective. And that's all we can experience. And like I said, like this message might not land for everybody. And that's, I think, okay, like I, you know, this is just my truth. This is what I'm stepping into. This is how I choose to now show up and live my life. Like Gina and I had a really beautiful conversation over the last weekend, which was like, if we weren't together, what are you afraid of? What's your biggest fear? And for me, it was, I wouldn't find someone else that the idea of not being with her was there was like a level of fear of me not being able to find somebody that I love as much or somebody that lights me up as much or a relationship that's as nourishing and expansive and exciting as the one that I have with her. So there's this element of me being in the relationship out of a fear of not being able to find something better. Just that exploration and that fear. Mm -hmm. What if I didn't have that fear? What if I went into that fear and felt it fully and chose our relationship because it isn't like, I'm not staying in this relationship out of fear. I'm staying in this relationship because I fucking choose you. Uh -huh. Just feel the energetic difference of that. And think about how that energetic difference is going to show up in every other part of your life. Think yeah. about how that's going to impact everything. It's not this fear energy, this it's choice. It's 
you stepping into your full conscious ability to to be sovereign and free and choose to love. And these are just conversations I'm exploring in in my relationship. And I feel very grateful that I've got a partner that wants to play this big because it is, you know, it's it's not for the faint of heart. Not for the faint of heart. And that kind of brings me to my question I'd love to know because those kind of questions for a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I couldn't even go there because I might hear something I don't want to hear or I might my partner might think I'm making suggestions that whatever. What does it take to have a relationship that is able to hold that? And who do you need to be in that relationship to be able to open up these amazing questions that bring you back to yourself, create safety and actually elevate your love even further. If you go back through all my monthly reflection episodes, in fact, you can go back and listen to the ones where Gina and I first started dating. And when I first started dating, I kept talking about the courage to be seen. Mm -hmm. Right? Like that's it. It's like, I love myself so much that I'm going to say these things, even if it means we're not going to be together. Because I'm honoring myself. And that's like self-love. At the end of the day, it's the most powerful form of self-love. And I think the more you empower yourself with that safety and the more aligned you are with your truth, because you love yourself so much, you give someone else an opportunity to love themselves that much, right? Like you give like, and I think that's the bridge. That's the dance. It's at the end of the day, being in conscious relationship is about helping each other experience greater and greater and greater levels of self-love. Conscious relationship is not for everyone. It is not. I am, it's not. Like my last relationship was, I, like it, it just wasn't, we didn't have the same desires to create that. And it is a lot more triggering and there are a lot more conversations. And, you know, what are we all here to experience? It's self-love. I think our souls are not here to do or achieve, but our souls are here to expand. And we call in that expansion in the form of partners or, challenges or, and life keeps meeting you to the challenge that allows you to rise. I had a really challenging year in business over the last few years. I've had millions of dollars stolen from me. I've had lawsuits. I've had supply chain issues. I've had algorithm changes. I've had, you name the challenge that I've had in my lifetime, I had it. And, you know, in the beginning of the month, I had this giant ask, like, why is this happening to me? And now I realize it's so that I can step into this really powerful state of creatorship. Because if I created all of those realities so that I could step into even higher levels of power within myself, just imagine what's possible if I actually owned that. Owned my power as a creator to consciously create and show up and step into the greatest forms of expression that I'm here to experience. And that's, that's what my soul, my soul is here to experience liberation. I think we all are to some degree. You get to choose to what degree, right? You get to choose if you want to allow fear to keep you stuck, or if you want to allow fear to be an invitation to play bigger and to truly see what you're made of and to truly experience all that you're here to experience. And and it is a scary ride. Who said that was, and that's why having community is helpful. Having podcasts and, you know, like expect we're never, we've never been more connected in our lifetimes. And I think that's really, I have a very, very supportive community. 
that encourages these types of conversations. Like I don't think Gina and I would be together without some of the very empowering couples in our lives that we can go to for support and when we're struggling and that get this game, you know? And I, I think it's looking and seeking for that because people are out there. Like you just have to really want it and look for it. You can find the podcasts and the books and the, and the couples that are making themselves an example publicly. Like we are to some degree, you know, it's the same thing with business. And, you know, like I try to be as vulnerable and open as I can that I don't have it all figured out. I'm creating and figuring things out along the way. And hopefully my journey is inspiring a level of vulnerability in yours. And, you know, and it's like part of our relationship too, Georgina, right? Like you said this earlier, like me sharing what I was experiencing activated you at the beginning of the episode and before we started recording, because it was triggering for you to hear what I was experiencing and the way I'm choosing to look at this, but that's bringing out the best in you. Certainly. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's what we're, I think we're all here to experience. And if we can allow life, if we can allow ourselves to feel triggered, because I don't think the goal is to ever not be triggered. It's to allow our triggers. And when I say triggers, it's these emotional like responses, these reactions. It's like these activations, these uncomfortable feelings that we have in our body. Like when we can allow them and we can allow ourselves to be with them because, because we remember that we are so much bigger than the feelings. We're so much bigger than the thoughts. There's so much more like we're not the victim and we're not the perpetrator. We're actually the witness. Mm -hmm. And when we can step into that role and realize we can choose either story, whichever one we want, whichever one's going to serve us the most, whichever one is going to serve us the most. There's nothing wrong with feeling like a victim, but you can't do anything from that state. You can't actually make empowered change. But being the perpetrator, I'm creating this reality gives you power. But before you step into that role, you have to witness both and honor yourself for being somebody that is making a choice to respond. And it's taken me four years to get here. Like I said, this was the most powerful month of personal growth for me because I finally allowed myself to play at this level, to ask myself these questions and to take this level of ownership over my life and not feel like I'm a victim to anything outside of me. Because that's not a story I choose to indulge anymore. I don't choose to listen to my own cheap reality show. And I just don't, I don't care for that. It's not nourishing and expansive and exciting and empowering. Mm -hmm. And all it does is just, it hurts the people I love. Mm -hmm. Because then I start blaming, I start wishing they were showing up differently instead of me actually looking at myself in the mirror and saying, how am I showing up? That is creating this reality. And what shifts can I make every single day so that I can actually create an environment that allows the life I love and the people I love to feel safe, seen, heard, nourished, and connected. And that to me is what I'm choosing to step into. And that's, that's what's, that's where I'm going. So beautiful hearing you speak in this way. And what I would love to ask you about is when we think about like, because you're really speaking about this beautiful phase of evolution and stepping into more of the energetic creation rather than the more physical creation. So in the physical creation, we can often get like a a to-do list or a checklist, or if you do X, Y, Z, you can then create whatever. Like there's almost the formulas when it comes to the the physical realm, but the energetic, energetic realm is not like that. It's different. And there isn't 
if someone is stuck in the, the physical piece and they're wanting to start to play in the energetic realm and there's no kind of step-by-step guide, there's no ch- um, check sheet to go through, what are some ways they can begin to explore? I and mean, you talked about asking hard questions, you talked about reflection. What are some other ways that someone can start to play there? And you know what? I want to challenge the fact that there's no checklists because there's examples of success everywhere. And there are many brilliant people that actually take their lives and their examples of success and put them into books <laughs> and put them into paths, right? I actually watched a video from a guy named Ed Milet on Instagram a few weeks ago. Ed on the outside doesn't look like a very spiritual guy. You know, he just, he's successful, highly successful, millions of dollars, very buff, big, like masculine. Like you wouldn't put him in the bucket of spiritual, right? Like it just wouldn't, he's like, oh, this is like this other business guy who just talks about business stuff. He shared this video about how most people don't actually take daily action towards their visions because they see the vision is so far away. And so they don't even begin because they feel like them beginning, like they'll never actually reach there. Uh But if you play at an energetic level and you talked about this, like, but he's like, but most people don't realize in like the people who actually are successful believe that that thing can come in overnight if they're just taking daily action. And if they're putting themselves in the right place and having the right conversations and, and engaging with the right people and continuing that, like all it takes is one person just be like, all right, let's go. Boom. Opportunity presents itself. Luck is preparation and opportunity coming together. Like these principles and philosophies are actually all very spiritual. It's just what is the energy you are showing up with to the moment? It is very tangible. This is not some woo woo shit. What is the energy you are putting into the moment? How does somebody feel in your presence? Like, are you coming in with this mopey energy of like, oh, uh, I don't know how things are going. Are you coming in with this energy of excitement and play? Like, I mean, when you come up with both of those to a situation, how do other people want to engage? People are resonating with you. Even that word resonating is a frequency. Like, so at the core of it, we are already energetic beings, like having a physical experience. We're just not actually choosing to see it that way. And I think we come back to the mind of like, oh, but that doesn't make sense. But that's not true either. I just explained how luck preparation meets opportunity. That makes sense to the mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we also said the point there about how some of these really successful people, they believe things are going to happen overnight. But it's different to say, oh, I believe something's going to happen overnight. But deep down, like, it's not, there's not a chance. Like, yeah, if you just sit there and wish all day and you're dreaming and you're doing your vision boards, but you're not actually taking massive action, of course, it's not going to come to you. Now, massive action doesn't mean hustle, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean sit there and kumbaya either. Yeah. Right. And so it's paying attention and slowing down. I think this is what Steve was talking about. Like when he feels like efforting, he slows down because he recognizes that, okay, all of the effort he's done, it's not that he hasn't taken action. It just didn't yield what he wanted. So he's got to pull back and listen because if he spends time listening and slowing down, he can take an aligned set of actions that can empower him to get what he wants faster 
because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you take a windy road to the end destination or a shortcut, you're still getting to the end destination. So I think that's a big part of owning your power as a creator. You can either be a non-creator or a creator. Mm-hmm. And that was the biggest gift Amy actually gave me. Amy, my gosh, if you guys haven't listened to Amy's episode, she's truly one of the most powerful creators I think I've ever met. I feel very grateful that I had a chance to go deep into some spiritual surgery with her because she gave me the permission. Her and Kyle really gave me the permission to step into a bigger game for myself. And now I can see it so clearly because I came from that hustle, hustle, hustle culture. Like I came from being a petroleum engineer who worked his ass off to become an entrepreneur and then just kept growing without realizing what I was doing. But even if I look at how I did that, it was I just felt in my heart, I knew what I wanted. And then I took action. And I think it comes the same with everything, with relationships. Like if you don't have the relationship you want, I don't think it's for you to put it on the other person. I think, look at yourself. Be like, how am I showing up? Am I showing up from fear or choice? Am I putting my unmet needs on my partner? Like my not enoughness, am I... And and taking ownership of that. And it's going to trigger the shit out of you. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, and you know, and that's a choice. Like, I, I I don't know. I I can't say it's for everybody. I can't say this lifestyle is for everyone. And I'm not encouraging. I'm just creating an invitation and an opportunity to look at how I'm choosing to look at life. And we'll see how my life shifts. What comes of it? What do I create from this energy? How do I show up? What do I inspire? Because it feels more me, feels easier because I'm not allowing the noise of my mind to tell me that every, anything needs to be different than it already is. It's not going to be different until I show up differently and until I take a different level of leadership and I truly actually own my power. Do you feel like this, this shift, is it embodied already or are there things you're doing to sustain and, and integrate it? I've been integrating the lessons. Um, I had a, a deep, healing journey and experience on a few weekends ago and earlier in June. And I'm still integrating that every day. Every day I wake up and I meditate, I go slow. I connect with that feeling. When I feel like I'm in some type of a victim story, I I go back to myself and I practice choosing something different, even if it's hard. I allow feelings to happen. I'm learning from new teachers and new masters. I have new, and I'm going out of my way to seek them because I know what I'm looking for now in my lifetime. Like I know with clarity who I'm here to be. And that knowing is inspiring a new level of like, I'm looking for people that can help me get to where I want to be. And I'm not listening to people that don't res that, that don't believe in this power we have. I love everybody. I love everybody in my life fully and I don't need anyone to change. And I also know that the depth of mastery that I'm seeking in my lifetime is not going to come from conventional sources. They're going to come from people that believe unconventional truths that, that operate at that level of the soul. And, and I want to believe that those people are already successful and they already have those rich, nourishing relationships. They're already living it. I know they are because I've seen them. That's where I'm really excited to step into and play from. And it is a daily integration. It is shifting 
my own choices and choosing to remember. And if I forget, it's remembering that I chose to forget. Right. I like that distinction. And does it feel like effort, like having to keep reminding yourself or yeah, have you just got this space now to just notice and does it feel joyful? Like, What does it actually feel like to be elevating consciously to, to a new place? Again, it's an integration because the more you grow, the more life meets you. There's no end destination. I think that's the thing. Like most people think you do all this work and you'll end at one point, which is just more joy. Mm-hmm. No, I don't feel just more joy. I also feel more sadness. It's just a constant mirror. I just feel more like my capacity for life has increased. The things that used to bother me don't bother me, but that doesn't mean more. I'm not more sensitive to life. And so there's a new challenge, right? Like you feel like growth is an upward spiral. So like you hit level one of the boss and then you go and you meet the same boss, new level. And then you go same boss, new level. And you just, cause it's the same, that you just go deeper, and so it's not an end destination. It's a lifestyle of growth mm-hmm. and embodiment. And and I'll never be done growing. I don't think I'm trying to get to an end destination. Like I'll, I'm just, what I choose is I want, I choose to experience more of what's already here. And I want to create an amazing relationship with my love. I want to create amazing relationships with the people in my life that are here, my family, my brother, my my dad, my mom, my team, my business partners, my investors, my customers, my, my follow, everyone listening here, you like, you know, well, this is what mattered to me. Like I want to create deep, fulfilling, nourishing relationships. And I want to grow myself in a way that allows for unconditional love to exist. I want to create badass companies and share inspiring missions. I want to push my abilities as a creator I want to see what I'm made of. I want to build things I have no idea how to build. I want to accomplish things I have no idea are in my wheelhouse to accomplish. I want to live at the edge of my life because it is what I feel lights me up. It's what feels playful and expansive and nourishing and connected. And when I fail and when I experience fears at that space, they're all here to teach me something and they're very uncomfortable to feel and that's okay too. And that's all a part of my life. Like I I think this is the tapestry of my life that I want to create and live. And I'm still learning every single day. I, I, it's astounding to me that, you know, four or five years into my, into my journey of true introspection of going inward, that I'm still finding new levels of the game. And I'm, And I do believe it's a game. I do believe that we get to look at life as a game. We get to look at life as a mirror for where we're at. And and I do feel like there's an empowering level of, um, there's an empowering story in our lives. And if you're not in an empowering chapter, that's because you still have yet to write the empowering chapter because at the end of the day, you are the author. Mm -hmm. That's, I think that's my biggest takeaway from this episode is just, and redefining who we are and let us know that we are that creator we are the chooser we get to decide how we live and how we experience our life and we get to evolve and create more capacity and spaciousness in ourselves as we walk that spiral move through that spiral I'm curious to know if you you know if you were just to close your eyes and you imagine the Raj 
who you're stepping into and who's reaching out to you to, to step up? What would he say to you? Remembering is a lifestyle. What does that mean? When you remember who you are, when you remember that you have a choice, when you remember that you are a creator, when you remember that you are powerful, it's all it takes. It's just remembering. So create a lifestyle of remembering how powerful you are. It's not about knowing it all the time because it's, and, and you can get there with baby steps and mastery, right? But life throws challenges. We get triggered. Like we have, you know, our, our emotional responses to life are actually unresolved things from childhood. So it's like, if you don't do the work to clear all that, you can't actually play here. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, and I feel like my journey over the last several years, like I've done so much work to clear everything from at least this lifetime. Like I truly feel like I've done so much work to really love on my inner child, to really, you know, forgive myself for hurting other people, for working on my deepest abandonment wounds and rejection wounds and, and being with all the parts of me so that I can actually remember easier. Right. And so it's hard to remember how amazing and powerful you are if you have stories and belief systems and unresolved emotional energies in your body that are telling you otherwise. Like if your unconscious mind doesn't actually align with this, like it's not going to be easy. So I think it's, you know, the first step is to just do the work, do the inner work to love yourself, love yourself deeply, forgive yourself, forgive the people in your life. And if you have a resistance to doing that, I think that's your work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's entitlement or there's resentment or there's this lack of boundaries. Boundaries are a massive aspect of this, right? Like if you don't honor your own boundaries, it's, you know, it's, it's, there, there's work to do. So I think there's stages to the evolution. And I just feel like this is, you know, where I'm at in my journey, this is the stage of the evolution, which is, can I embody all the things I've learned and create a new set of rules? And I want to live and create and love. And I still want to be human. I want to experience all there is. Like I, I would never want to not feel sadness. Are you kidding me? Like I, I remember early on in my journey, like when my grandma passed, I remembered I met somebody who gave me such a beautiful perspective on grief. Like when people are alive, how do you remember them and honor them? You, you praise their appreciations. When you lose someone you love, how do you honor them and remember them? Well, it's through grieving grieving, like feeling the depths of that grief. Grief is not a bad thing. It's, it's a beautiful aspect of, of life. Anger is not bad. They're all aspects of the human experience that are here for us to have. It's our relationship to them. It is the way we allow ourselves to experience all that is that sets the stage for, for the quality of life experience we get to have. And that's all, like I said, guys, I'm, I'm doing my best. I hope these messages are, are inspiring. And if you're in it, I get it. I just want to give you a big hug then too, because yeah, I've been there too. It's been a challenging last several years for all of us in our own. We've all dealt with our own flavors of ice cream, but they're all still ice cream. <laughs> Great analogy. I love that. Okay, so we're kind of coming to the close of this episode now. So I'd love to ask you if you had to find like the thread that flows through our whole conversation and, and find the theme for June, what would that be? 
I think for me, it was really about being done being a victim, like energetically done. It wasn't leaving a little bit of door open to that story. No, it was like me actually choosing. And it took me a long time to have the confidence and the courage to actually make that declaration that I'm choosing a more empowering set of beliefs and stories and rule sets for my life that I am so much more powerful that I've been giving myself credit. And I am ready finally to really own that power and create from that space and see what comes from that choice. See what comes from me choosing to show up fully with everything that I've got in my life and take full ownership and create just the most beautiful relationships, create the most beautiful businesses, create the most beautiful, nourishing experiences with the people I love, with the things that matter to me and live into the highest expression of my heart, of my soul, of my mind. And staying grounded for me really is about remembering. Like when I remember that I am the creator of my experience. That's what helps me stay grounded. It's, it's more than groundedness. It's almost like a, like an empowered, embodied state of creation and alignment with all that is. Like I'm just in alignment and, and I'm still practicing that, but that's, I think where that's the theme and that's where I'm stepping into. And that's, that's what's present for me in this moment as I step into July, which is going to be an incredible month. I'm heading to Hawaii. Um, or actually, I guess when you're listening to this episode, I would have just gotten back from Hawaii, but um, get to spend time with my family. I haven't seen my brother in months. He's been on deployment for the last eight months and he's my favorite human being and I, I get to see him and and um, I get to spend time with my Gina on a beach where we live in San Diego, but I get to give my parents big hugs and I just, I'm so grateful that I, I get to live this life, get to be alive in this body and truly actually be me. Like, I'm so grateful I get to be me. I hear you. This is so beautiful. Okay, so one last question. How do you stay grounded in you? Well, I just answered it kind of, but I guess coming back to self-love and connecting, like what is really connecting with myself? Like me giving myself the permission to think about life from this energetic place, like Cause I, I'm telling you, like when everyone around you is like not thinking that way, like it took me a lot of courage to really allow myself to actually like think about life from this way. And, and I'm really proud of myself for that. So like, to me, it was like giving myself the permission to surrender to forces outside of myself and giving myself the permission to really, truly believe that I am this powerful. That's how I stayed grounded. That's, it was self-love. I love myself so much that I'm willing to take this much accountability and responsibility for all the things that are happening in my life. That to me is how I stay grounded. True, authentic, liberating self-love. That's, I just want to take a moment to just feel into that, what you just said. It's so powerful. Such a declaration, such a, such self-ownership. It's just so inspiring and empowering to hear. I've really enjoyed this conversation today. It's for sure has given me a nudge to look at where I need to step up in my own life so thank you for that thank you again just for being so so honest so vulnerable just for bringing it like you always bring it so raw and 
unfiltered, uncensored. And it's just such a joy to have these conversations because they're few and far between. We need more of them. So thank you, Raj. Georgina, and you know, it's been such a privilege and an honor to just grow alongside you. I really do love you. So thank you for being, and I love all of you for listening and for thank you for just creating a space where we get to have such amazing conversations. But everybody, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your old friend, Georgina. And from us, stay grounded. We'll chat real soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.